0: I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an instrument Is kinda hard I tried the harmonica But I really sucked I tried the guitar But my fingers couldn't do it. I was ready to give up Then I saw a little instrument In the shop It didn't cost too much So I gave it a shot Now I play all the time And my friends do too And who knew Everybody's playing it, cause it's the new black Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast I talk to ukulele players to find out why this little instrument has become so popular. I recorded this episode on the Joko cruise in March this year. Molly Lewis has been playing ukulele on that cruise since it started nine years ago, and I was so excited to get the opportunity to talk to her for the podcast. Unfortunately, on the day we recorded, I had a cold and I was not feeling at all well, but I was determined to get the interview anyway. We recorded this on the boat in an empty bar, which should have been quiet, but there was a bit of background noise from the crew clearing plates and what have you, and at one stage, apparently, sawing through some metal. Sorry about that. But I'm sure you'll enjoy the episode anyway, as Molly is a delight ukulele player. Introduce yourself.
1: Uh, My name is Molly Lewis. I've been playing ukulele for oh god I think 15 years. Wow. And I and I have done so professionally for about 10
0: 11 years. Oh geez what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Where did the time go? (laughs) So that's actually not that long till you started playing professionally then is it? Oh because I picked it up
1: uh, I started on guitar when I was in the sixth grade when I was about you know about 11 I guess Um, but there was sort of I kind of didn't like, there were so many other gals that played guitar that people, when they were trying to pay me a compliment, they'd be like, you sound just like Jewel or Michelle Branch. And so I was like, well, boom, guitar is dumb. What gonna play? <laughs> and then I went to mandolin, which the strings were doubled up and it hurt my fingers and it was hard. And then I tried banjo for like a minute because I was into Steve Martin's stand up yeah yeah uh and then my dad kind of noticing a pattern saw uh, one of those fluke ukuleles you know the sort of triangular yep, ones yep another ones. he saw it in a shop window and was like well that thing looks dumb i could probably play it and so <laughs> <laughs> he brought it home and i from all the other sort of skills i picked up from the other stringed instruments it made sense to me almost immediately and then i practiced all through high school and then went viral when i was a senior and then kind of went "Oh, i have an audience maybe i should yay
0: i should pursue this so tell me about going viral
1: Oh, it was terrifying. It was. I've, I've been thinking about it a lot on this cruise, actually. Like, I had an audience before I had any material, and so there was sort of this, like, well, what does this audience want now that they're here? I guess, and I didn't really. I was. I had gone from like playing ukulele just for fun because I liked to and because I, you know, enjoyed covering songs. To I guess I gotta rank things, <laughs> um, but the the ukulele is a really. It's always been a really sort of fluid songwriting tool for me. So it, if, if, like, I had gone viral when I was playing guitar or something, it probably wouldn't have stuck, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So tell me how the going viral happened.
1: Uh, it was a ukulele cover of Toxic, Britney Spears' Toxic, um, that I I played in a school talent show. And my friends kind of heard, like, hey, we heard that you crushed it at the talent show can you come? Can you bring your ukulele to school and play it for us? And I have, like, crazy social anxiety. So I was like, no, <laughs> I absolutely not. I will not. Uh, so I was like, here's what I'll do. I'll record it and put it on YouTube, and then nobody else will see it. And then it went to, like, 300,000 hits overnight. Man. Yeah, which in, like, 2007 was a lot of
0: hits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and for someone at school with social anxiety, that's terrifying. Really, truly a nightmare scenario. Mm. Yeah. The opposite yeah. of what I wanted to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, <laughs> Look <where you've> gone. <laughs> no, no. it's funny though how many performers, you know, are introverts or people with social anxiety. It's, it's a common thing. It is. and I, I, I don't know why, but
1: <laughs> I have theories. It's like, I think that, um, like, cause I started covering songs, like I covered actually Jonathan Colton's songs. We're on his cruise right now. Yep. Um, <laughs> and you know, you cover songs cause they kind of express a thing you can't express yet or don't have the facility to express. Um, and it's, I'm actually reading, uh, how music works by David Byrne right now. And he started performing music because he found chit chat and sort of the regular sort of, you know, entrees into social interaction to be uncomfortable, but getting up in front of people and making a big statement all at once, uh, was kind of an entry point into the social world. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, I think that's why a lot of performers are, you know, really shy in a crowd, but on stage, it totally makes sense to them, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's delightful about, I think that's actually why a lot of people take to ukulele is it's a fairly, it's a fairly easy thing to take on because the strings are soft and you know, it's the chord shapes are pretty gentle on the fingers. um, And it allows you to kind of express a new thing in a new way. Yeah. 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 Uh, at least that's been my experience as it's an anxious a, person. What they call, I think,
0: economic terms, low cost of entry. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. There's a low barrier. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Low barrier to entry. That, that's good. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, because because we are on Joko Cruise. Yes. So the Jonathan Colton song you covered. I, can, can you do it without without? Can you do it from memory? Um, I might be a little shaky on the words.
1: Because um, uh, what ha- what happened was to, my friends were like, we heard that you did a Britney Spears song and crushed it. Is there video? Does video exist? And I went, no, video does not exist. And it will never exist. It will never exist, (laughs) because my mom tried to take a video. And so I introduced the song, and I go, here's a song by a songwriter, Jonathan Colton, who I know you have not heard of, and it's about everyone's favorite Scientologist. Here it goes. Oh. Yeah. Tom Cruise is so in love with Katie all his people tell him so and then the video was over <laughs> <laughs> and so I put that up to prove like no didn't I did don't have footage and then someone passed that to Jonathan uh. and that's how he and I met yeah that was that was the first song of his that I, I covered um and it killed at the school talent show i tell you what yeah
0: yeah I guess in, of its time too I and mean, that was yeah Tom Cruise was big yeah, yeah he was yeah, yeah. it's still oh, I listen to that song now and it's still most of it is relevant. (laughs) Yeah, he's still a crazy person. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, so then you did start writing your own songs. Mm -hmm. So how hard was that to write a song? It, it came kind
1: of in pieces. I actually wrote a terrible slam poem first. I went to a poetry slam (laughs) at a city college. And, you know, it's a lot of it's just kind of, like, have you been to a poetry slam? No. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, it's kind of like a rap. It's, it's, I, I want to say it's, it's like the spoken parts of Hamilton a little okay. bit, but without, without the theme or the focus. Um, right. <laughs> and it's just like a lot of, I, I can't even do it right now. That's how bad I am at slam poetry. Um, but it's really about the emphasis and things that kind of vaguely rhyme. So keep quarter court of time. Like, and it was, and this, it was garbage, I think in retrospect. But I was like 17 and went, that's amazing. A new form of expression. And so I tried to write a slam poem and then went, this is terrible. and We'll never see the light of day. Wait, I have a ukulele. What if I said it's a music? Yeah. So I made it rhyme and then I wrote a song about MySpace, which is another very timely uh, reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think we remember what MySpace is anymore, do we?
1: <laughs> no. And it seems quaint now, given yeah. like Facebook is taking over the world. Yeah. Like the idea of... Yeah, and people have asked me if I would write that song about Facebook, but it
0: doesn't feel right. No, no, and it's sort of moments past, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you wrote some more songs after that, I I, know. I did. Um,
1: I wrote... The first song idea I had, actually, I thought to my... It was about um, the astronaut Lisa Nowak, who... um, She was in, like, all over, like, the headline news kind of CNN, like, before 24-hour news was absolute garbage. Uh, She... Was in love with another astronaut and stalked his girlfriend out of just sort of jealousy. And had uh, she like it, just I found her story so compelling because clearly she had a plan and she was an astronaut, so she was a bright person who had gone crazy. And I thought that was amazing. And I remember thinking to myself, Jonathan Coulton should write that song. I wish that he would. And then one day, the couplet that keeps the chorus together came into my head while I was I remember opening my locker and going, Oh. Oh, I have to write that song. <laughs> sort of like I've been kissed by the Muse, oh no. Um, and so uh, that song's called Road Trip and that was the second song that I wrote. And around that time is when I met Jonathan, who kind of endorsed my songwriting ability in a way that made me go, Oh, I should maybe continue to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the these him and Paul and Storm who are professionals, like this is they endorse my ability, so it, you, you, uh, there you must obviously be you don't there. Suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't suck as much as I feared I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's really helped getting that external validation. It, it was a it was a crazy forty eight
1: hours, Meredith. I'll tell you why, because <laughs> <laughs> I had to pass the sort of. It was like you know they. I had been invited to Oz, and I was going to meet the three floating heads of Oz, <laughs> and then it was some dudes behind a curtain, you know, and I had to kind of make that passage of like, oh, I am. I went from a fan of theirs to now I'm a colleague, um, and are, are, is, are you used to it yet? No, no, I can't imagine you would <laughs> be. No, it's taken. Not, I've been on all nine of these cruises, and I'm still like, oh, should I go into the performer area? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on all of them. I've been on all of them. Wow, yeah. it's it's a it's an odd sort of. It feels like a sort of notch on the door that reminds me I used to be shorter. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like sort yeah, of, it's yeah. a interesting sort of, uh, sort of capsule of just this sort of, because this is you've been on. This is your second. This is my second. Yeah, it's it's such a sort of hive of creativity. It's yeah. a really wonderful thing to yeah. dip
0: into. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And funny once you get on here, you kind of feel like you've been here forever yeah 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 and my my, my biggest problem is what the, i'm here on the first day and i'm I'm thinking oh i'm actually counting how many days are left and thinking no 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 yeah <laughs> don't don't stop i don't want to go home <laughs> yeah.
1: and there are cruises that are like 21 days long and i'm kind of thinking like maybe hmm joko 2021
0: what if uh yeah what if a 21 day cruise around alaska or something oh that would be so good but yeah. uh, probably not because not my budget well given that for me it's not just paying for the cruise it's actually getting transit yeah. yes yes and yeah. i and, and i'm not going to just fly over here to a cruise and go home so i sort of no, i do a few other little side trips as well yeah so yeah i've realized i'll forever be poor now that i've been on this because every year i'm going to be spending all this money yeah on travel. you just have to have a cruise budget just kind of in your in yeah. your ledger yeah yeah that's right but that, yeah same that's
1: fine. Yeah. it's 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 all the best parts of a convention i find it's like a convention where everyone's staying in the host hotel yeah, and no one has to. There's no Airbnbs off-site. There's no. <laughs> just everyone is. Everyone is contained. It's, yeah, it's really. It's it's a kind of a bottle episode in the best possible way.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. You have two ukuleles there. I did. I brought. So, you describe them for our, our listeners. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I I'll my main acts, my performing acts is it's a tenor. Uh, it's a Blackbird Clara. Which is It's made out of a Kind of linen composite That Blackbird developed uh, Called ECOA So it is Acoustically Similar to wood Maybe identical to wood But it is Humidity neutral So it's very good On a cruise like this
0: Oh very nice Um, And
1: the entire thing Because Blackbird makes The like carbon fiber Guitars and cellos And so on Um, And so the entire thing is a single mold. It's got a little sort of banana-shaped sound hole kind of above the strings as you're looking at it face-on. And then it has a little sound hole at the headstock because the neck is hollow as well.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's a very good, it's good for, it's got a pickup so I can plug it in, but it's also good for, like, busking or so on because it's got, it really projects. Uh, It's kind of pear-shaped and I I just love it. so. um, And then the other one I brought is my soprano, uh, Waterman. That's what that sounds like. And it is. Uh, imagine like a ghost ukulele like, <laughs> on a cruise, very much like this. The ukulele was murdered. Um, so it, it is completely transparent. It's completely transparent. I removed the little maker sticker in the back because I got it wet, which you're supposed to do. It's a waterproof ukulele. Um, but uh, it's
0: a couple years ago on the cruise they gave away plastic ukuleles. And I went. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Although, yeah, and I've still sent a few this year. A few people wondering with, with their blue ones. They
1: the blue yeah, kalalais. The blue is what we call
0: them. <laughs> so that's that's what that sounds
1: like. Um, and that this is just kind of my party, you know, my party uke. I don't want to bring
0: the gigging yeah, instrument out of the pool I oh, would we'll probably get a photo of that, which I can put up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remind me, I will forget it, to do. It that. looks like tweed almost. It's there's yeah, sort I would cross
1: crosshatch quality to the front of it. Yeah,
0: I would have thought that that was that was wood from a distance from from here, from two feet away. That looks like wood. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, would you like to play something on that? On the on the big one? Yeah, on the big one. Yeah.
1: Mm. What would be sort of what? What any requests? Oh, <laughs> How about Johnny Dick Legs. Oh, okay. Oh, what key key do I do Johnny Declan's in? Mm -hmm. Would G minor be better? Mm -hmm. Yes, let's do it in G minor. Since the sun came up this morning, there's a rumor going round there's a brand new sheriff who just hobbled into town. He's not an outlaw or a villain, but his reputation sticks because where his thighs and calves should go, he's got a pair of dicks because he's Johnny, Johnny Dicklegs. You won't like him when he's angry, you won't like him when he's cold because he's Johnny, Johnny Dicklegs. And he's come to steal your woman and to pan for all your gold. Takes a while to put his socks on. No. Takes a while to put- well, actually both. Takes a while to put his chaps on well into the afternoon. So we all just play it cool when he flops into the saloon. But it just takes a pretty gal to put some spring into his walk. And I'm not talking figurative, because his legs are giant cocks. Because he's Johnny! Johnny Dick Legs. You'll have to give him just a minute. He is not quite at his best, because he's Johnny! he'll rub out all the ne'er-do-wells and ride into the west Johnny 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 He's got
0: dicks for legs I love that song because <laughs> when I came on the cruise last year as an Australian person I'd never heard of you. I, I, I knew that you yeah. were someone who played ukulele. So mm-hmm. I'd looked that much up. That's fair. <laughs> I'm pretty forward but of I that. I remember you, you played that song and I thought oh my god that's <laughs> does <laughs> That's the best But <laughs> where, where, where do you come up with inspiration for that? Should, dare I ask? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the tale of
1: Johnny Dick Legs. <laughs> um, I was at uh, Gen Con with uh, Cruise Mom Terra. Uh, we were waiting actually outside the Doubleclicks concert. And there was this, someone had brought like a little sort of robot. It was about the size of a smartphone. And he had these little kind of thumb-sized legs, like six of them, kind of four at each corner and two on the sides. Um he was kind of, just whoever was operating this robot was just kind of making him dance around and waving at people. And we're watching this robot and going, look at little Johnny Thumblegs over there. Hey, say Johnny Thumblegs, I see you. And then after about like half an hour of watching this robot do its thing, <laughs> we went, oh, oh no, that's not Johnny, that's not Johnny Thumblegs, that's Johnny Dicklegs. Oh, well, that poor robot, he got dicks where his legs ought to be. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, Johnny Dicklegs. Hey, have you seen Johnny, and we just kept saying the name Johnny Dicklegs. And so on the plane back, I wrote out the lyrics and went home and recorded just a scratch demo to send to Tara. Like, hey, I'm this dumb thing we were talking about. I made it into a song. I'm so sorry. And just kind of, it spread around my friends. And then I, at some point, I was like, well, songs are a rare enough commodity for me that I should probably <laughs> just release this. And it completely ballooned out of my control. I started like on the la- did on the last cruise, um, Jonathan and Paul and Storm sang the backup, the sort of cowboy choir thing, um, and it's. I've received a Johnny Dick Lake's plush that my oh, friend Erica made nice. me. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gotten out of my control just a little bit. Um, but that's... I just kind of... Because I, I have a song about Kapo, the Hawaiian goddess with a flying detachable vagina, so it felt like in the interest of equal time... That does seem fair. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you want to play that one? I haven't played oh, that one. Oh, you haven't? Oh, no. my God. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in the interest of equal time. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I write these on my set, I call it the cock block. <laughs> Oh, and a little backstory, I wrote this for Cards Against Humanity for a Christmas sort of promotional stunt that they did, and Kappa was one of the cards they were issuing on that day. Um, And they said, write about anything in this pack of cards, or anything you would like, which is excellently away from a client. Um, And so this is the song I wrote. Just in time for the holidays, with shopping on our brains, Amazon let us peek at the future with their freaky robot planes and the public was nervous but intrigued, their reaction seemed to say that flying things bringing you presents is okay which is why my thoughts turned to Kapo Hawaiian goddess of fertility cause her lady downstairs parts have a stunning versatility they detach and somehow fly. (laughs) I have no idea why, but I do know that I would like to give it a try. A remote flying vagina is just the thing I need to take down the patriarchy. Satisfaction guaranteed. I cannot think of any part of me that I hold any dearer. But her face used to be hard to see without use of a mirror. So get ready, dudes and ladies. My vagina's on the hunt. It's not just for making babies. When I drone strike with my crotch, the world is not enough till I can weaponize my muff. I can tell it to go home when I am walking out alone. When I'm hanging with my parents, I can send it out on errands. It's a bird. It's a plane. Uh, nope, it's a vagina. I could clam slam John Ham from 50 yards away. Thank you, Capo, And happy holidays. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I wrote that for my job. <laughs> <laughs> a company thought it would be a good idea to pay me to write that song.
0: Well, <laughs> What a time to be alive. Well, did. So I'm. I really like the way you play in that it's very minimal. Oh, thank you. It's not a lot of strummy, strummy, strummy. It's a lot of picking and and, and slow strums. Yeah, like you kind of do Yeah, I've kind of watched video of that and think, oh, I wish I could do it, but I just keep going back to the strummy strum because it's easier. Yeah. But that is what I aspire to. Um, Can you give me any hints aside from just bloody practice?
1: Uh, Well, practice is a lot. I... um A lot of it was, I think, because I played guitar. Like, there was sort of a finite sort of economy of, like, I had no interest in learning scales or anything like that. And so I kind of, and a lot of it, honestly, was mimic. I just kind of found songs, the rhythm of which I liked. Um, Like, actually, Tom Cruise Crazy was a good example of, there's sort of a rhythmic quality to it that you have to maintain. Or, like, Short People by Randy Newman is also, like, because that one is, like, it's sort of strummy, yeah. strummy, but there's a bit of character to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's that's I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of covering songs and cover any song you like because you internalize those parts and then you can kind of reuse those parts in, in other in stuff that you like or stuff that you write. Um, and it's kind of you know, you sort of scramble it up inside of you and resynthesize it as something new. Yeah. And that's a lot of what the creative process is. And so a lot of I didn't have any ukulele teachers or anything, it was just covering songs. And practicing them alone, you know, in my yeah. bedroom, and once to my terror, to my entire peer group, and then the <laughs> internet. Um, so yeah, I think it just sort of mimic drum patterns that you like, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I do have a theory that you can play anything on the ukulele. Yeah, um, something is possible. You shouldn't. But I, yeah. I really like playing the things that people don't normally play. Mm-hmm. It's much more fun, I think, yeah. than just, you know, doing bloody Bad Moon Rising or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it, there's, and I think I think minimalism, I think just like you said, there's, um, because it's such a finite economy of strings, yeah. you are sort of allowed to just include the parts that kind of uh, sort of ring the most, if that makes sense. Like there's, um, I wish I remembered his name, but there's a guy who does Claire de Lune on ukulele, and it's just one of my favorite things, because obviously, you know, you have ten fingers on the piano and only four on the uke, but yeah. it is still so evocative of that piece. Um, I, think, I think
0: his first name is Harry. I wish I could pronounce his last name. I'm sure I can Google it when we get back to a place where there is internet. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I think I think we're up to the question of mm. how has ukulele changed your life? Um, you, you warned me about this question
1: in advance, which I appreciate. It is such a large... I can't... It's to the point that I can't imagine my life without it, you know, like, because up until the point that I picked up ukulele, I didn't feel like I was good at anything. And I I knew I was bright. I knew I had kind of artistic kind of ambitions. Um, I knew that someone was sawing through a metal wall right behind me as I'm talking. Yeah, that's really (laughs) odd. I'll just do this. like i I had sort of creative aspirations but no i kind of didn't know how to externalize them and i kind of when i imagined my life i figured i would i had always been told i was going to go to college and i was going to do i was maybe going to teach or or who knew what i was gonna i didn't see a place for myself kind of in the in the adult world um and i knew i was like I think precocious is the word you use when you're a kid and idiosyncratic is the word they use when you're an adult. Um, But, you know, I kind of, I felt I had some talent, but no idea where it was or what it would do for me. And then with ukulele, because there's no, there was no sort of preconceived notion of what a ukulele player was. Like like I said, when I played guitar, I felt kind of constrained by comparisons to other artists that I was not trying to imitate and i didn't find the comparisons flattering and i didn't like the idea that whatever i did someone would see me through the lens of somebody else but ukulele was in 2007 it was wide open and the sort of the it it, it wasn't people kind of hadn't picked up how accessible it is and you know what an amazing tool it is and it really it let me find my voice it let me find kind of my like, to create a place for myself in, in the world, rather than find one. And it's allowed me to, you know, do things like come on this cruise, and it's... I Because I have no theoretical training of any kind in music, and so I kind of figured a job in music was not accessible to me. And I always kind of reminded myself, like, Paul McCartney couldn't read music, so maybe.
0: <laughs> but enough for him.
1: Yeah. yeah, but like, really, the first songs I wrote, I didn't know the names of any of the chords. I was just sounding out like... What is the chord I hear in my head? Tink, 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 tink. Oh, that's a, that's a that shape. Write that down. Um, it broke. It removed s- like not just creative barriers, but just kind of existential barriers for me. Um, which feels like a, that feels like a really deep and big answer. <laughs> I, I like the deep and big answer. Okay, well,
0: that's it's, better than someone who says, "Eh, yeah, not really." <laughs> <laughs> I, really the, I really prefer the harpsichord.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the the ukulele has. I, I have yet to measure the
0: ways it has changed my life. Wow, well, I might, we might do this again in a few years time and see if you've got another answer. Yeah, I'll be like, fuck you, I'm all about the I'm about the bass now. I'm playing the
1: upright bass. No, don't do that. Don't no, do that. I won't. I, I can't see. I'm am in too deep now. You are,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so good at it. Why would you do anything else? It's, it's true. <laughs> I hope to never like rest on my laurels. I hope I can always keep learning. Yeah, well, I think as long as you're, you you're know, writing songs, particularly because that's always going to stretch you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and really, there's there's so many ukuleles on this cruise. I know there's so many. Yeah. You're always meeting new new ukuleleists. Yeah. and I I really my theory is that everybody can already play ukulele. They just
0: the difference is some people haven't tried. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is good, excellent. Well, that's a good place to stop. Um, thank you, Molly, so much for being on the podcast. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for having me. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and it was performed by me, Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellams and Jim Croft. Graphic design is by Seb Carrero. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe on iTunes or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Our YouTube channel has a playlist of songs relating to each podcast episode. Check it out to hear more of Molly's songs. Want to support the show? Please subscribe, give us a review on iTunes, we love reviews, and go to the website com to donate via PayPal, or to buy a t-shirt, or a water bottle, or a sticker, or who knows. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode recorded on the Joko Cruise. Cause it's the new black.
1: Um, But the rest of the song uh, goes, While he thinks that she's a
0: very special lady.
1: No, oh no since I've become his friend it feels awkward to play it
0: oh, no. I didn't have to <laughs> yeah cause it's the new black